when the imagination ignites. You are pulled into either a world of the fantastic or a world of the dark and twisted. But not everything that is dark and twisted is fiction. And even old stories are based upon some truth. That truth gets recorded in the Pluto Archives. Um, let's see here. Is the red light on? Oh, okay. All right. Oh, good it is. All right. Hello, my name is Dr. Jeffrey Goldberg. I am a neuroscientist at the local university. And yesterday, a package was delivered to me via FedEx with no return address or sender information. When the delivery driver first brought me the package, I was insistent he had the wrong recipient. He assured me that if I was in fact Dr. Jeffrey Goldberg, which I am, that this was my package and he was instructed to deliver it to me personally. I originally thought that it was these books that I had ordered for my next term, but actually after I sliced open the tape holding the box shut with the letter opener from my desk, a musty smell had escaped this package. Musty. It reminded me of my grandmother's attic, like cold and dusty. So as I peered inside to examine the contents, I was shocked to find that it was filled with tons of cassette tapes. You remember those, like those old cassette tapes like you put in your car? Yeah, cassette tapes. I am guessing that these tapes are old. No one owns a cassette player anymore. To my luck, the library here at the university has several. And was so kind to lend me one. Thank you, Librarian Kessler. Now, where was I? Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the tapes appear to be interviews of renowned missing psychologist Dr. Ophelia Martin. They are labeled with a date and some corresponding interview numbers. However, there is no patient name or identifier. Um, I'm kind of hoping that by listening to these tapes, I'll be able to shed some light on Dr. Martin's disappearance. Right now, I'm going to play the cassette tape marked Interview 1. My name is Dr. Ophelia Martin. I am here with patient 141. She has consented to have the session recorded for research purposes, as long as we keep her identity confidential. Please state your first name for the record. First name only, please. Sam. My name is Sam. Thank you, Sam. Why don't we start with you telling me why you are so agitated today? Um, well, I haven't been sleeping well lately. Actually, I haven't really been sleeping at all. When did this start, Sam? Your lack of sleeping. The night after it happened. Since that night, I keep seeing them when I close my eyes. It's horrifying. I can't even close my eyes, doctor. It's okay, Sam. You are in a safe place. No one can hurt you here. The night after, what happened? What are you referring to? I'm not sure I can talk about it. What if they can hear me? What happens if they come back? Who comes back? Them. Them? Let's refocus, Sam. The night, what happened? No. No, no, I, I can't talk about it, or, or they'll come back and get me. I know it. It's okay, Sam. You don't have to talk about anything you don't want to. How about we try a relaxation technique? I want you to close your eyes. Are they closed? Good. Now I want you to breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. I can smell vanilla. Good, now do it again. Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Yes, just like that. Good. Now in through the nose, 
out through the mouth. I want the tension to leave your body with each breath. In through the nose, out through the mouth. Now relax your breathing. Like this? Yes, exactly like that. Good. Now I want you to concentrate on my voice. Let all the worry leave your body with the sound of my voice. Good. Just like that. Now you're getting very sleepy. With each word you hear of my voice, your body is relaxing and your conscious mind is relaxing. You are in a safe place, Sam. A safe place. Yes, you are safe. Listen to my voice and let the fear subside. As my voice washes over you, you are safe and protected. Now I'm going to ask you a few questions. Don't worry, Sam. Remember, you're in a safe place. Now what day did you stop sleeping? Last Wednesday. So you've barely slept since last Wednesday? Yes, Wednesday. Tell me what happened on Tuesday. What time did you wake up? I woke up at 7.30 a.m. as usual. I wake up at that time every day. I got out of bed and I got ready for work. I took my dog Tiny out for a walk before I left. Good. Was it a nice day? Do you recall the weather? All right, so the reason why Dr. Martin asks her subject if she recalls the weather is that she wants to know the level of detail the subject's mind can recall. This is important as the more details the mind recalls, the more accurate that recollection, thus producing more fact than fiction in the patient's mind. It was a windy day. I remember thinking that I should have worn a jacket. Tiny, hurry up, dude. It's cold out. We don't have all day here. Dude, just go pee or I'm going to be late for work. Good, good. So now you're at work. You're sitting at your desk. How is your day there? What are you doing? It's work. Nothing out of the usual. Lunch at noon, leave at five. There's nothing that stands out about your day at work? No, it's just a regular day at the office. Work, eat, work, leave. Okay, so now you're leaving work. Now where did you go? I drive home. I decided to take the highway because it's quicker. Decided? Is this not your normal route home? No, it isn't, but, but something told me to take the highway. I don't usually take the highway home because I usually stop at the store. However, I remember thinking that I should order takeout, and that's why I decided to take the highway home. How was the traffic? Are you listening to anything? The traffic was good, but it's always good when I take the highway. I can't find what I want to listen to on the radio, so I scan the channels. Okay, so now you're home. What did you do next? I went to the junk drawer to see what takeout menus I had. I pulled out the huge stack and started rifling through them. Chinese. I, I want Chinese. I ordered the usual and turned on the TV to find something to watch as I waited for my food to arrive. I ordered enough so I can take the leftovers to work for lunch the next day. What did you watch on TV while you were waiting for your food? Nothing, really. Just something on the game show network, America Says or something like that. I like to play along while I wait. Where do they get these contestants from? 
Do they purposely pick stupid people so they don't have to pay out too much prize money? What happened once your food arrived? The delivery driver brought my food and rang the doorbell. Tiny started to go nuts, barking and jumping. I have a sign on the door that says, please don't ring the bell. I guess the delivery driver can't read. Once I calmed Tiny down, I got my food. I only tipped him 10% because of his lack of reading skills. No wonder he's just a delivery driver. I would hate to see him cook if he can't read. How was the food? Do you remember how it smelled? Tasted. It was steamy when I opened the bag. I, I can smell curry and garlic. It's spicy. More spicy than usual. I serve it into a bowl and go back to the living room to finish watching my game show. What happened next? I must have fallen asleep because the next thing I know, Tiny is barking, waking me up. Tiny, what's wrong? What is it, boy? I can't seem to calm him down. I've never heard him bark this viciously. Is someone in the house? Tiny, shh, boy. What is it? He won't stop barking. He's scaring me. Spit is flying from his mouth. I grab an umbrella from the closet by the door. It's pink and girly like the umbrella Hagrid carries in Harry Potter. You know I really must get a baseball bat and leave it in there instead. I start to creep down the bedroom hallway. As I descend the hall, Tiny stops barking, but starts to growl deeply instead. Shh, boy! How are you feeling in this moment? I I'm anxious and scared. My, my heart's racing and, and my breathing has increased. I can't seem to breathe quietly. All I can think of is, what am I going to do if there's someone in the house? I try to pull Tiny into the hallway with me as protection, you know? But he won't budge. Great, what is the point of having a Rottweiler for protection when he won't even move? What did you do next? I moved down the hall as quietly as I could. I stopped at the door to my room. It's odd, the door's closed. I leave the door open during the day for Tiny so he can curl up on my bed and nap. I didn't notice it when I came home from work. I usually change as soon as I get home, but today I didn't. I wear comfy clothes to work and I didn't feel the need to. I tried to make my footsteps silent as to not inform the intruder in my room that I was aware of their presence. I took in a deep breath, and on two I busted open my bedroom door and raised the umbrella to strike. What did you see? No, no, not again. It's okay, Sam. You are in a safe place. No one can get you here. Remember, you're safe and protected. I'm safe. Yes, you're safe. What did you see when you threw open the door? It was tall. It was crouching to prevent its head from touching the ceiling. It? Tall, really tall. It was, it was dark. I must have been asleep for a while. I could hardly see its shape as the room was dark and there was little moonlight. It was making a clicking sound and it turned toward me. Sam, Sam, what did you see? Its eyes, they're huge and black. I can see my reflection in them. I can see the pink umbrella raised above my head in them. It's moving toward me, then nothing. It all went dark. It's okay, Sam, just breathe. In through the nose, out through the mouth. Again, in through the nose, out through the mouth. Good, good. You're safe here, remember, Sam? You're safe. What else do you remember?
I wake up. I'm not in my house anymore. The room I'm in is cool and damp with humidity. The humidity is so high, it makes it hard to breathe. It's so bright and, and I can't move. Like something is restraining me. I look through my lashes so that my kidnappers won't know that I'm awake. It's so bright and shiny, it, it hurts to keep my eyes open. I can hear more clicking, different pitches of clicking. There must be more of them around me. It's almost like a language and they're clicking furiously back and forth, communicating. There's an antiseptic smell, not as strong as bleach and more metallic smelling, if metallic has a smell. And it burns my nose hairs, so I try to breathe shallowly. I think they're coming toward me. I can hear some shuffling on the ground like someone dragging their feet. I try to relax so they don't know I'm awake. I can hear breathing now, and it's not my own. I think they're standing above me. Play dead, Sam, play dead. Something cold touches the top and bottom of my eyelid, forcing it open. I hear a blood-curdling scream. Oh my god, it's me. I'm screaming. I focus my open eye on the creature above me. His head is huge and triangular-shaped. He's bending down to look into my open eye. His eyes are huge, black, the size of large eggs. It tilts its head like dogs do, but they know you're talking to them, but they don't understand what you're saying. Tiny, where's Tiny? Then his large hand covers my mouth. It's cold when it touches my skin. The palm is about the size of a large man's, both very long fingers, unusually long fingers. And I can taste salt, the ocean coming from his hand. It reminds me of trips to the beach I've taken. It lets go of my eyelid, but keeps his hand across my mouth. I haven't stopped screaming. I feel a sharp poke in my right arm, painful, but quick. I stop screaming. My body is getting so heavy. It's dragging me down, so heavy. Sam, what do you remember next? I can see my body lying on the metal table an embalming surgical table all in one and I'm floating above it watching them do some kind of procedure on me it looks like they have medical instruments on a tray they're clicking back and forth to each other as they work I don't know what they're saying I notice that I look serene in my sleeping state I watch the creature who had covered my mouth with interest as it's using an instrument which reminds me of a heat gun he puts it to the back of my neck and I hear a pop-like sound, like the gun makes when you get your ears pierced. I think it implanted something into my neck. Oh my god, what if they could hear me? What if they know where I am? What if they know what I've been telling you? It's okay, Sam. You're safe. This is a safe place. Take a deep breath through your nose. As you blow out your breath, all the fear and anxiety will leave your body. Good. Again. Good. Now what do you remember next? I remember waking up in my bed fully clothed. It's past 7.30. Tiny's also asleep curled up next to me on the bed snoring. I, I can't wake him up. He's out cold. Tiny, Tiny, get up. I push on him, but he's so big and immovable. Is there anything unusual about your room? Look around. Is anything different or out of place? Not that I can tell. Wait, the 
The curtains are all open. I leave them closed so people can't look in at night. They're all pushed back and the sun is streaming in. I don't feel right. I'm, I'm tired. So tired. I sit up in bed and swing my legs over. They are heavy. I can hardly lift them. I'm confused and disoriented. Am I dreaming? Do you think it was a dream? Something you may have seen on television while you fell asleep? I don't know. I can see the pink umbrella on the bedroom floor, so that part must be real. I must have brought it into the bedroom. Why do you keep touching the back of your neck? What? Uh, oh, I didn't realize I was doing it. It's been bothering me since that night. I think that that is enough for today, Sam. You did great. I'm going to prescribe you a sleeping pill. It will allow you to get the rest you need. How about you come back and see me at the end of the week, and we can see if it's doing the trick. How's Friday sound? Good, I think. Dr. Martin? Am I crazy? We don't use that word in this office, Sam. Let's get you some sleep and reassess your situation. Patient 141 is having psychotic delusions of aliens brought on by insomnia that can be attributed to subconscious suggestions via the television. We'll reassess the patient once her insomnia is improved. Patient 141 has missed her follow-up appointment today. I have called the police and requested a welfare check. They have gotten back to me and she was not at work the last few days. Her car is in the garage. Nothing is missing from her house. Her bank cards and credit cards have not been used. Her dog was found starving and has been brought to the local shelter. Essentially, the police have said that she is now a missing person. We'll follow up with any news. Uh, um, wow. Uh, interesting. Very, very interesting. Now on to tape number two. If you have enjoyed our podcast, please let us know by liking, subscribing, and telling all your friends. See you next time on the Pluto Archives. This story was written by A.D. Morris, narrated by Azure M., produced and directed by Noah J. Morris. This has been a Puka production. Puka production.